Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When the red, red robin comes bump, bump, bumping along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. Frustrating afternoon as Cambridge end our 100% home record. The Addicts forced to sell for a point at the Valley. Welcome to Charlton Live. Hello and welcome to Charlton Live. I hope you guys are well. My name is Louis Mendes. On this week's show, we shall be looking back at yesterday's uh, one-all draw at the Valley with Cambridge United. A bit of a case of after the Lord Mayor's show, of course, after that 5-1 win against Plymouth in, in midweek. But another point on the board, still unbeaten uh, in our home games as well. Uh, joining me to have a look back at that, well, what a special treat for us. It's uh, his first show of the season, the grand old man of Charlton Live, Mr. Terry Smith. How do you tell? I'm good, thank you, Louis. Yourself? Yeah, always uh, always good to have you on the pod. Hope you had a nice summer. Uh, and uh, also joining us as well to look back at that clash with the Amber Army uh, is, of course, Nathan Miller. How are you doing, Nath? Living the dream, boys. Happy yeah. afternoon. Happy yeah. Sunday. Yeah, you managed to find your way home all right in the end yesterday? <laughs> it's a nightmare. To be fair, I ended up in some uh, Irish bar in Malden and had about four Guinnesses. So, uh, I don't, I was a I bit don't s- think there's anybody, there's nobody <laughs> listening that would have expected anything less. Yeah. Well, you, oh, yeah I'm assuming Terry was in there. 
Uh, t- yeah, Terry, the one who dragged me in there, to be fair. So, uh, showed me how to pour proper Guinness and everything. Lovely. So, oh, you're getting me all thirsty for a Guinness now. Right, let's move on. So, yeah. on today's show, then. Yeah, that, uh, I've just finished my first show. I'm off down for Guinness. See you later. Yeah, yeah. This is t- influence Terry has on us. Right, so on this week's show, as I said, we're at the back of the Cambridge game. We're going to hear the highlights uh, of that match shortly. We've also got, of course, the reaction uh, from the manager, Ben Garner. Found himself in the uh, in the book himself yesterday. Didn't actually a yellow card for uh, Ben Garner. He's got your tweets uh, and uh, your emails reaction as well. Also got some uh, views from the fans. Bar, I spoke to a couple of people uh, in the fans bar after yesterday's game of course we'll uh, look ahead to the cup game with Walsall uh, as well a little mention for the the women's team as well we'll uh, discuss their opening day win uh, down at Southampton yesterday as well so I mean Terry before we dive into the highlights yeah it, it was it, everyone's saying sort of Thursday Friday like oh my god I've never never got into a home game so confident we're going to win which is always a very dangerous position to be in uh, and, and so it proved yesterday yeah I, I mean I <laughs> I don't think we should be too surprised, to be fair. I think um, I said it uh, when I was speaking to Ben Garner after the game, and I almost sort of hinted at it in the uh, press conference the day before as well. Cambridge on the back of getting tonked 4-1 at Portsmouth, I think, wasn't it? And um, undeservedly by the sounds of it, because uh, they didn't play too badly. And a couple of keeper mistakes, and uh, and well, I think it was the last minute as well. So I think us then beating Plymouth 5-1 set... uh, um, set a tone that the rest of the division have probably gone hello <laughs> we're going to go to the valley and if we're not careful we're going to get tonked so uh, on the back of their 4-1 defeat they're going to come and be determined uh, not to not to repeat the same process and, and not to let us play uh, the football we like to play clearly so um, and as I said again to Ben Garner and you'll probably hear that in a second um, we might have to get used to that mm, yeah so I mean Nathan it was um, it, we, we weren't at the same level we were at on Tuesday that's probably comes as no surprise but again this is as Terry's saying this is the sort of game we're going to have to learn how to win this season yeah of course and you know I think after after Tuesday we've we sort of set a standard really and as football fans you know sometimes we do get a bit carried away and think that you know the lads are going to be able to do that week in week out for 90 minutes which is never going to happen but you're right we do need to learn to to try and combat teams. I thought personally Cambridge done their homework and were tactically brilliant. I thought, I mean, if you look at Tuesday with, you know, Raksaki and Kirk had so much sort of space to drive into. As soon as they got the ball, they had one, two players in front of them. They didn't have any space to do anything they wanted to do. So, and Mark Bonner's uh, post-match, he was very complimentary on how we played and said it was outstanding. And to think, you know, it's only... A, Ben's only had the team for a couple of months or so. It's, it, it's, I'm, I'm with Tom. I'm not going to, you know, worry too much. And we could have expected that. And a lot more teams will come and do that to us. So we've got to show that creativity and that that nous and that know-how to try and beat teams that do come and play us. Because then, you know, you're not going to have teams that come here and just give away three points. No one does that in this league. So we've just got to be a little bit smarter, a little bit clinical, and and hopefully we can win more of those games than we don't. Lovely stuff. Right, well, let's have a listen then to the highlights uh, from yesterday on Charlton TV. Jason Pearce joined uh, your usual commentators, Greg Stubbley and order. Terry Smith. And we are underway here at the Valley with uh, Dobson combining with Fraser. An instant ball out looking for Charles Clayton on that left-hand side. Cut out. And Cambridge have their first possession. Down the Charlton left is Tracy. Dobson goes over. Tracy goes past Dobson and he's in space. Down the Charlton left-hand side. Ball into the box. It's an early header coming in from Nibs 
Made his way into the edge of the six-yard box, but couldn't get over the top of it, and it eventually goes harmlessly above the ball. Runs ahead, Morgan, still on the left-hand side with Clayton outside. Clayton gets the ball into the box, looking for Fraser, gets his head there, but he can't get enough purchase on it to send it goalwards. Fraser and Morgan over this. Albie Morgan steps up, strikes it to the right-hand side, oh, just right of the goal. I think Mitoff might have touched that round, so close to the opening goal. Now moving forward, ball looking for the run of Nibs into the penalty area. He gets there, tries to go back across to Smith, but he'll run through to Brophy, who gets the shot away. Harmlessly wide in the end, but a dangerous attack from Cambridge. In the air, but a good support from Fraser to win it back for Charlton. Looks to send Stockley immediately, but thought he didn't have enough space, so he's gone left to Albie Morgan. Kirk on the overlap, Stockley through the middle. Stockley with a shot, just wide of the post. Probably didn't catch it right and get enough on it. And it runs away for a goal kick. Cambridge thinking there should have been yeah, an offside. Onto his right foot. We'll cross towards the far post. Split oh. towards Stockley. Can he finish? It's good save. Fraser gives Charlton the lead. Cuts cross towards the far post. Cambridge couldn't deal with it. Stockley diverted towards goal. Mitov with the save. And then Scott Fraser. This is second of the season. And Charlton had the lead. Fantastic. Another, another long ball uh, over the top and out wide, and this time we got we got good numbers in the box. Um, obviously, I don't know they, met, they messed up the first contact. The Jaden's got on the end of it, um, gone over D Dimitar, and Scotty's Scotty Fraser's finished it off well, uh, one 0 and that. Now the game should open up. Now they they got to come out a little bit now. They can't stay in the low low block or mid block, um, and now the gap should open up. So that should be uh, a bit more exciting. I think. Thompson. What a challenge that is. And there is the half-time whistle as Charlton go into the half-time break with a goal lead. The edge of the penalty here as the ball comes in the far post. Innes will jump back across to a Stockley, couldn't quite get there. It's clear behind. That's a dunk. No one's marking Smith. Across towards the far post. Smith is there. Wallacott with the save. Tracy across and it should be a goal and it is. Yes, it's poor marking. It's poor marking for me. The ball goes out wide and I'm watching the striker. He's free the whole time. No one's marking him. Good cross. Good save, and, and uh, obviously they put it in the back of the net. We've been speaking about being getting a little bit complacent, and um, we need to now step it up, that's for sure. It's Nibs, the goal scorer, he couldn't really miss. Long. Swap sides with Miles Lieber, and Blackett Taylor could get on the end of this. Williams struggling to keep up. Blackett Taylor, instant ball into the box. Stockley with a shot! Oh, just oh, one yeah. left of the post. Okay. We've got six minutes of added time. Something extra here at the Valley. Looking for Clayton. Can he bring it down? Lovely takedown by Charles Clayton. Sets up Morgan again. I thought it might be an instant cross. Instead, gets it on his right foot, takes a deflection. Aaron Henry with a shot. Oh, blocked away. To his right is clear. Lieburn runs into the channel. Back inside to Aaron Henry. Looks to switch this, looking for Stockley in the centrally area. Gets a header on it. Stockley. Dobson there. Nothing given. Back to Lieburn. That's a shot oh. straight to Mitter. Charlton looking perhaps for a penalty, but I'm not sure there was enough in that. Nah, that goes down the line. Clear trying to get there. Ball will come to Dobson, but that is the final whistle. All square here at the Valley. A frustrating afternoon after uh, after what's gone before it. There we go. The highlights uh, from yesterday's one-all draw with Cambridge United uh, at the Valley. Yeah, well, I think a point was a fair result at the end of the day, Terry. Um you know, as, as as Nathan mentioned just before we saw the highlights there, Mark Bonner spoke really well, the, the Cambridge boss, after the game. But 
Um, I think he'll be very pleased with how well drilled his side were, and also the amount of problems they were giving us as the uh, as the ninety minutes progressed as well. Because they, I mean, they, another day they either side could have easily won that. They certainly had their opportunities. Yeah, definitely. And um, the first half uh, they were very. Um controlled and drilled and the and the two occasions i think it was where they didn't because what they i thought they did was um their front player smith and and the three behind pushed on uh, didn't push on sorry they didn't push on to our back four so they almost let our back four spray it across and we had a lot of possession spray it across the back four but because they didn't push on there were no gaps behind so uh, unlike against Plymouth, when Dobson and Fraser and um, Morgan were finding spaces all over the place because they were trying to push us in, um, that didn't happen. So you you had uh, no space at all in midfield, and so we weren't able, able to play the way we, we normally play, and certainly the way I think Ben Garner wants us to play. And on a couple of occasions they did do that. One of them was the goal, because um, they did try and force us into the corner, uh, and uh, we were able to play through it, and that's that's how we ended up, I think, getting that goal. Um, second half, they um, they did the same thing, but I think uh, what they did do better in the second half uh, was um, the the two holding midfield players, Digby and, and May. They they pushed on a little bit further and put us out, put our midfield under a lot more pressure, so we were losing control in midfield a little bit more, and and that's how they got their goal. So yeah, I think a draw was probably a fair result. I think um, they came and had a, a game plan. They stuck to it well. Uh, the only time they didn't stick to it, we scored. Uh, we could have probably nicked it um, and. Uh, some would say that would probably been a bit unfair, but um, yeah, it's it. So we've got to get used to it. I think um, we've got to find a way of combating that, obviously, at some point. And I'm sure Ben Garner's got that in mind, because uh, one thing you you get from uh, Ben Garner, or you seem to get from Ben Garner, is uh, he's tactically nous, and so uh, he should be able to come up with a plan if uh, if and when teams come and do that again. Mm, yeah, I mean, was it slightly concerning, Nath, that they, they, they managed to keep quiet one of our, our biggest outlets on Tuesday in, in the form of Jezrak Saki, and then because of that, it didn't feel like we were creating... We, we certainly had to work a lot harder for our chances yesterday. Yeah, we did. Um, I mean, you know, as Taylor already said, I mean, after Tuesday, they took a... You know, they lost, maybe not deservedly to lose by four, but um, they were going to come and have to prove a point and roll up their sleeves against a team that... You know that we that we dominated a game on Tuesday ourselves and won five one. And as you say, there are two threats in terms of Jez, who had a had, had a great debut, but he had a lot of space to run into. So for them, they needed to try and keep our wide players or wide outlets quiet. Um, and as Tell said correctly, you know the first off they let us all the play was in front of them, so they could easily see what was going on. So. Yeah, I think they've done, done a job on us and, and deservedly so. But, you know, as we've said, you're going to have a lot more play, a lot more teams that come here and will pick out our threats. And that's exactly what we do to other teams. You know, it's the aim of the game. And it's, as you said, we need to try and find a way of doing that. Whether or that, you know, Kirky or Jez comes inside and drags people out of position, I don't know. But um, we need to find a solution for it um, because otherwise there could be a lot more draws here than we want. Mm, yeah, I mean, it was a scrappy goal when it came to it in the end, the, the way that um, uh, Dimmy was uh, probably a little bit unlucky. He made a great save uh, off, off Jaden Stockley, but Fraser was there to, to follow in. And, and, and that is one certainly one positive, a second goal for him already this season. He's, he's pretty much catching up with the, the amount of goals we got from midfield last season already after five games. So, you know, try and take a positive from that. We are seeing these midfielders getting into the box and, and getting their chances as and when over the course uh, of the season so far. I think that's fair, and I think um, the whole midfield has uh, has been outstanding. To be fair, um, uh, Dobson 
was uh, left out in one game and since he's come back in he's, he's the player that uh, uh, that we saw last season that got player of the year comfortably Fraser we've seen the sort of player that we saw play against us um, probably wasn't there uh, yet he was recovering from was it was, it, was he the one that had COVID I'm trying to remember um, mm, but yeah. uh, uh, or the COVID or injury but he, he wasn't the player that we saw against us last, last season but now I think he's been in to show it and, uh, and Albie Morgan's um, unrecognisable from uh, from the player we've, uh, in the previous few seasons he's, uh, he seems to be on fire so um, and they're keeping players like Payne and um, McGandall well obviously uh, McGandall said um, had this arm hand injury but um Payne can't get in the side because Morgan's playing so well. But it's it's good to know that we've got that cover coming on and we're going to need it as, as the injuries mount up. Yeah, I'll we'll talk about that in a little little while. Um, the, the goal, it's certainly for them, it felt like it was coming, Nathan. Um, again, it, it, injustice really on the two goalkeepers because Woolacott had just made a superb save from that header from Sam Smith but drilled in by by Tracy and there was Nibs sort of uh, unmarked in the, in the six-yard box. A little, a little bone to pick there perhaps. Yeah, and I think the lead up to the goal really. I don't know what you know what Ryan was doing. One of his marauding runs. The last time he done one of those, we know what happened there. But I think once he'd done that, we were sort of bit on the back foot, and he sort of had a shot, and he was free in the box. He was just unmarked. We just lost our bearings a bit. So disappointing. But when you when you're only one new up and you're not taking your chances, anything can happen. And and I thought, you know, on the balance of play, which I think we've all said, you know, I thought a, a draw was fair result. As much as it was disappointing and the second half was a bit huff and puff. Um, yeah, I think they did deserve that goal just for their work ethic, really. So difficult to obviously take because after Tuesday, you feel a little bit flat. But yeah, there'll be bones to pick out of their, their goal for sure. Yeah, certainly. I mean, um, the, the last five minutes or so, we, we did make a bit of a push for it. You know, Hen- the likes of Henry and... And Lee Byrne and Payne came on. We'll talk about Blackett Taylor in a few minutes' time. But uh, how weird did it feel shooting the wrong way, by the way, Terry? Like, you look, the fact we were... I, I, I do wonder how much of a difference it might have made if they were hanging on for their lives in front of the covered end instead of their own fans in the Jimmy Seed stand. Because I'm convinced that, that that could have given us that 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 little extra bit of, I don't know, 5-10% that, that could have seen us over the line. I agree with you, 100%. I think... Um teams that have come before um, whether they've won or lost the toss if they've got a decent following at the, in the Jimmy seat they tend to want to kick towards them in the second half so they, uh, if we win the toss almost certainly we're going to kick towards covered in the second half uh, and away visiting teams like Derby they had, uh, it was packed Plymouth had a good following and so they obviously felt that uh, attacking their um, fans was if they did win the toss was the way forward Cambridge clearly had done a bit of homework maybe as well uh, not just on the way we play, but perhaps on that as well, because we uh, uh, they must think, oh, they're going to be strong towards a covered end. If we don't have a, a big turnout, then um, it may count against us. And they clearly won the toss because we had kickoff, so uh, they chose the end and we had the we had the kick. So that's that was um, that was something they did, and yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> Yeah, and it, and it counted against us, but I guess overall it would have been probably unfair. Again, Blackett Taylor coming on as as a a swap for Jez Raksaki, Nathan. You know, when it cleared, it hadn't been Jez's day, and we needed those fresh legs. I guess him going off injured uh, took some of that impetus away from us. We'll hear from Ben Garn. He really wasn't happy with the with the challenge that led to um led to Corey going off. Yeah, disappointing because I thought, like you said, Jez had a quiet game and they done a done a job up here, job against him. And you know, physical players, and there'll, there'll be games like that. He's not going to do like he did on Tuesday every single game he plays. Hopefully, he does, but I don't think he will. But yeah, when Corey come on, I did. You know, I thought it was the time, another outlet, a bit of pace to get him behind. So if they do get a bit 
bit braver and trying to to get get a winner, we've got that space in behind. So as soon as he went off, we just lost that lost that sort of bit of dynamism and. And once that happened, I could see it just petering out, to be fair. So disappointing, and hopefully it's not too much of a, a big issue or a, a big injury. So disappointing, because I thought it, it could at least make an impact on a game like he always does off the bench. Mm, yeah, Jaden needs a goal from open play, I think, Terry. Um, you know, I was really pleased to see him get off the mark on Tuesday from the penalty spot. I mean, he had a couple of chances yesterday, obviously the... The chance that was well saved by Mitov for the goal, he probably did as much as he could there. I mean, there was one before that where Morgan slipped him through and he absolutely snatched an effort uh, on his left foot. That one in the second half, a deep cross towards the far post. And to be fair, he caught the volley quite well. Didn't quite direct it, but he, he just needs one of these to, to, to go in now. It's getting to that stage, I think. Yeah, it's funny. When um, everybody was saying last week um, about, uh, well, he's got a goal now. Um, and he played well last week and uh, he could have got a hat-trick himself. Uh, even though we, we know he got the penalty, but um, I think he needs a goal from open play. Definitely, it's not the penalty is great, but it's not the same as scoring. If if that volley had gone in, I think it would have been a different different story. I think um, if one of his catches one one of his headers right, uh, and apart from the volley, the ball didn't really sit for him yesterday. I don't know if it, that's because as a striker, maybe he's snatching at chances because he's so desperate to get one. And there were a couple of times where his body position wasn't quite right or the ball just wasn't there for it, for what he wanted to do. Uh, and um, a couple of times the ball was taken off his toes because of that or, he, as you said earlier, he snatched one. But, yeah, almost certainly. We know he can score goals because he's done it. So, it's uh, I think as long as the supply keeps going, and, and it looks like that's the case, certainly at Plymouth, uh, the supply was, was superb to Stockley. And so if he keeps getting that supply, then goals will come. I felt I do feel silly though, um, Nathan. On Thursday's big match preview pod, you know, giddy, giddy after that five-one win against Plymouth in midweek, I was saying about how I genuinely reckon we we might make a go of a push for the top six as long as we stay fairly injury-free. And we've we've dropped three bodies since then. Um, McGrandall's that uh, we found out uh, injured hand uh, has had to have a um, an operation on that, so he's going to be out for a while. Cessignon uh, with his hamstring sounds like he's going to be out for a number of weeks. Uh, and then Blackett Taylor coming off again. Now th- this is where we are going to see how how well stocked this squad really is. So I think McGrandall's going missing in midfield. We generally wouldn't really notice it at the moment. He's not really played. We- we're very well stocked there. But Cessignon at left back. You know, Clayton's going to have a stint there by the looks of it now. Um, Blackett Taylor, one of the players who could take a bit of the pressure off uh, that front three as well. And, and also, if you think, I think I think DJ's out with something at the moment as well. So. All of a sudden, that 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 squad is starting to fray, and uh, I, I guess now Thomas and Ben will be looking at the the rest of the transfer window and, and desperately seeing which which um, gaps they need to plug between now and then. Yeah, hundred um, percent. As you say, with obviously with Sessegnon out, um, Clayton's done okay there, but again, he's not a natural left back, and he's still learning. Um, and obviously, if we can't really rotate it at the moment, it, Charlie can't, Charles can't play every single game so there's that problem and as you say with Corey he's a game changer you know you look on the bench and you've got tired legs out there and there's no one else you'd want at the moment than Corey running at you do you so yeah we've got they'll have to assess it I don't think we've I don't think we've brought anyone in on loan yet have we so I think we've got some spots there that we could probably we've do we've got even... Cess Young's on loan oh we've got Cess yeah Cess is on loan so we've got a couple of spots there if we do need to do it and even if it's till January or something just to keep us ticking over um, and yeah, Jez so, as well. <laughs> Sorry, I just oh, and Jez. Jack Sackey as well. Yeah. yeah so we've got was it five in, in a squad, aren't we? Or yeah. in a match day squad. So we've got we've got, we've got flexibility. We've got movement there. Um, 
But again, the problem is, is then if you bulk up the squad too much, when these players do come back from injury, you've then just got players missing out left, right and centre. So, yeah, it's what the squad's for. And, and I think there's certain areas that are lighter than others, which I think we all sort of know about. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate it was so early on and the jinx or the curse that you did on Thursday has come back to bite us in the bum. But, you know, it's, it's football and it's going to happen, but nothing we can do about it than just try and fix them up and get them back as quickly as possible. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it was a pretty... I mean, one of those injuries yesterday, Tal, was a result of this this challenge on, on Blackett-Taylor. And again, we'll hear from Ben Garner in a few moments' time, but his, his yellow card was a... A result of of his uh, chattering to the uh, to the fourth official, and it does sound like he comes with a a bit of a reputation from the Swindon fans that he has always been one who's uh, quite vocal with the officials on the near side, and certainly having watched him throughout the course of the season so far, you can see that. But um, you can understand his frustration, perhaps, when when the squad is looking a bit thin and, and we're taking challenges like that. Yeah, I think more the, the physical aspect of the challenge rather than the injuries, because um, obviously the Blackett Taylor one wasn't the 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 um, incident he was really angry about. Um, uh, the black, I, I didn't see it back the challenge, but it looked to me like um, he's twisted his knee. You know, hopefully that's not nothing more than just a twist, and there's nothing um, nothing sinister in terms of ligaments and what have you, uh, because it was an impact um, in impact in terms of the player went through him a bit. I thought so. I was surprised not to get a free kick, and his foot caught in the turf and twisted. Um, the one he was more incensed about was the one after that. I think it was Tracy that um, launched himself at the ball, bounced off the top of it and connected with um, Dobson. That's the one he was more angry about because obviously Tracy's already on a booking and uh, another booking because it was um, it was a little bit reckless. And um, he said that uh, that's the reason that the opposition um, manager, uh, was it Mark Bonner, took him off straight away because he was clearly worried that he was going to get himself sent off. Um, and that's the one he was really angry about because um, that would have changed the game, obviously. Uh, interestingly, though, um, and I don't know if it's true, but uh, Joseph Pierce felt he might have had a tug on his shirt just before he launched himself, and that's what sort of pulled him uh, his legs upwards a bit. Uh, I didn't see that, so I don't know if that's true, by the way. But, um, yeah, that's the one Ben Garner was angry about, and, and rightly so, I think. Uh, referee was a strange one yesterday. I don't think it was awful in terms of um, decision-making process, but he let so much go. And he seemed to be really reluctant to to give any uh, any free kicks, and um, uh, I know they're they're supposed to do that now. They're they're supposed to say let the game flow and uh, don't fall for any um, uh, nonsense about players going down too cheaply. But I think yesterday's referee went completely the opposite way <laughs> and mm-hmm. didn't give anything for anything. Yeah, well, there we go. Took it too far. He's obviously scared of incurring the wrath of Terry Smith uh, whilst <laughs> at the Valley. Right, let's hear what Ben Garner uh, made of uh, yesterday's game uh, with Cambridge United at the Valley. He came to speak to me after. Uh, and I asked the addict's boss if he felt it was a, a fair result. Probably, to be honest. I think uh, credit to Cambridge. They were really organised, really disciplined, really hard working. Um, from our point of view, obviously, we're frustrated not to take all three points, especially after being ahead. Um, and I think we gave them a little bit of momentum start of the second half with our decision making and um, you know the goal, the opportunities they've come um, from parts of the game where I think we can manage better and do better. So um, yeah, frustrating, but it's uh, it's another point on the board. We're still unbeaten at home and. Uh, we have to analyse it, move on into next week. It's always going to be a very different test to, to Tuesday night yeah. as well, a different type of team to try and play against that you have to try and find a way through today. Yeah, exactly. I think the difficult thing was going to be breaking them down and um, uh, to do that in the first half and get the goal 
you know, he's been great and um, I would have liked us to have stepped on a bit more in the second half and gone for the jugger a little bit more and try and get that second goal. Um, and we were probably just a little bit too comfortable and thought we'd, we'd manage the game and we'd, we'd, we'd win it that way. But uh, great reaction at the end. I thought last five, ten minutes we were really good and we were really pushing for, for another goal. Um, couldn't quite get it, but we need to um, yeah, learn from that. I think our, uh, our mentality can improve and... Um, yeah, there's areas of the game that we're still going to develop for sure. And I guess you can learn as much from a game like today as, as you would against uh, you know five one in, in midweek. Yeah, of course. Listen, we're learning from every game, and uh, we didn't get too carried away after Tuesday night, and we're not going to be too despondent tonight. You know, uh, we look at it calmly, coolly. What was good? What worked well? Where do we need to add? What do we need to develop in future games of this type? And we do that. Yeah, and, and you were putting pressure on at the end. A couple of chances just didn't fall your way in the end. Yeah, we had a couple of good opportunities at the end and um, there's a couple of great bits of defending in there as well from them, to be honest, which have probably stopped certain goals. So, pleased that we were pushing at the end. I'd, I'd have liked that a bit sooner. I think if we'd have done that for a, a 15, 20-minute spell, we'd probably score. Um, you know, they were tired at the end. There were a couple of their players cramping up. I'd have just liked us to have pushed and gone for it a little bit earlier. What, what, did you, you think it was that you could have done better at the start of the second half then? Uh, I just think tempo in the game. Um, decisions on the ball I thought we went into their bodies too much um, and we needed to just be a little bit more positive with the passing a little bit more positive a little bit more speed on the ball a little bit more control of the game um, and not get too despondent when we haven't got through them you know if we can't get through on one side uh, let's change the picture let's go the other side and, and look to play through there and, and, and also we're doing it to score a second goal you know always that mentality that we're trying to attack we're trying to score a bit of needle in the game of you yourself um, ended up in the in the book. Can you tell us what happened there with the referee? Yeah, listen. Apologies for me. I reacted in the wrong way, and um, it was just frustration. It was pure frustration. I thought the way the game was officiated, particularly second half, was below the level that it should be by quite some way. And um, ironically, I said to the fourth official five minutes before Corey getting injured, someone's going to get injured here in a minute because the game wasn't managed properly. Um, it's a, it's a very heavy tackle on Corey. He gets the ball. But the follow-through, I think, is, is a little dangerous. And the tackle that follows immediately after from Shiloh Tracy, who's on a yellow card, I've no idea how he stays on the pitch. Um, the fact that they sub him off straight after tells you everything you need to know. So I apologise for my reaction. I, I, I threw a bottle down. I didn't realise that the top wasn't on it. And I apologise to the full official straight away. But it was frustration because um, uh, this is League One, an important game. Uh, I think the standard should be better, personally. What is the early news on, on Corey? It's a shame to see him coming off. Yeah, he's being assessed currently, so um, we'll, we'll see. Fingers crossed for good news. But, uh, yeah, like I say, it was, a, it was a hefty challenge and one that I felt was it was coming because of the way the game was managed. So is it like a, a muscle injury, an impact injury, what sort of thing? It was an impact injury, yeah. yeah. Whereabouts, roughly? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was an impact low, but it, it's, it's his ankle and his knee, so he's just been assessed at the moment. Um, you, you made some changes uh, before the game as well. Um, you brought Ryan Innes back into the side. What have you made of him? Obviously, it's, it's, it's tough with his fitness levels. I guess it's about managing these minutes this season. Yeah, we've got at the moment we've got three senior centre backs, and for me, it's about keeping them fit and available. And um, we won that competition. Sam Lavelle did really well uh, midweek, but equally, Ryan played really well last Saturday at Sheffield Wednesday. So, um, you know, we won that competition, and uh, I would like another another centre-back in, so we've got four, four senior centre-backs, um, and that's something that we're still working on. Yeah, anything to report on in terms of transfers at the moment, still just working behind the scenes? Yeah, still just working behind the scenes, and uh, 
yeah, hopefully we can get a little bit more, little bit more depth into the squad. Yeah, a couple who were missing today, the likes of Sess, who was out, and I think the ground was. What's up with those two? Connor unfortunately fractured his hand on Tuesday night um, when he came on. He had, a, he had a chance; it ricocheted up, hit him on the hand, and unfortunately it was a fracture. He had operation Thursday, and uh, we're now recuperating him and getting back as quick as we can. And Sess. He'd had some tightness in his hamstring and we scanned it and there's a little bit of a strain in there, so he'll be out for a little period of time as well. Is that we're we talking weeks again here for Cesar? Yeah, we're looking at we're looking at weeks. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be too long with either of them. Um and again we're getting them back as quick as we possibly can. I mean we kind of can he could he play with like something on his hand or is it in case he has to be out for a while? We're looking into that. So the type of fracture that it was, it had to be operated on, um and there's a period of time that he won't be able to have impact. But we're looking into all situations, all types of casts and protective uh sort of um, materials that can be used and we will try and get him back on the pitch as quick as we can. Okay. I mean, it's notable, of course, that there's no Forster, Caskey or Gilby in, in, in the squad today. Are they two players you not really involved in your plans at the moment? No, they, they've trained really well, to be fair to both of them, and we've just had a good competition in there. And I felt today that the way, the type of game that it was going to be, I felt if we needed a change in midfield, it was going to be... Um, someone that could unlock a door or a set piece and that's why I thought Aaron Henry would be would be good today and he, he showed moments of that when he came on. So um no they're still they're still with us at the moment. They're still very much part of the squad. They're working hard like everyone is. Um and if they get opportunities to, to come in and play then I'm sure they're ready to take them. Likely to be involved Tuesday at Walsall? Yeah, I, I would think so. I would think so. I think they'll be uh, involved on Tuesday. We'll have a look now at obviously check on the players now and, and see how we are and then pick a squad and a team that we, we feel can go and win the game on Tuesday at Walsall. Yeah, because there's eight changes for the QPR game, but it's not like the level's dropped. It's quite an entertaining game, so we'll yeah. be similar similar sort of mix-up for, for Tuesday. Yeah, we see. Unfortunately, we've, like I say, we've picked up a couple of injuries, which has restricted our numbers a little bit now. So um, we have to be mindful we've got the game at Wickham on Saturday and we've, we don't want to be picking up any more injuries. You know, we've had a couple of impact ones, which is unfortunate. Um, so we'll have to be... Uh, not careful, but we'll certainly have to give some thought to our team selection on Tuesday and then again on Saturday at Wickham. Cheers. Ben, in your defence, you're not the first manager recently to question the standard of officials. I mean, I'm thinking particularly of someone like Nigel Pearson who went out and said, you know, I've had enough almost. It, it's getting worrying, isn't it? Because yeah. it's something that needs to be done. What, what can be done, do you think? Well, they need to go full time. You know, I said this last season, we were off. You know, these these players are, are professional players. They work hard day in, day out. Um, you've got supporters paying the hard-earned money to, to come and watch the game. And then we've got part-time officials. And that's no slight on them. They've got a, a full-time job. They've got families to feed and um, bills to pay themselves. And then um, this is something part-time for them that they come and do on a Tuesday night or, or on a Saturday. So they need help. They need training. And they need support. Um, because the level of the game is higher than the officiating at the moment. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers there. And it's done. Yes! 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 Oh, he's gone. Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Woo! Dream lads. Charlotte have scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it all! Get in! Come on! What a time to be here! Here at Wembley! Oh my word! Oh my word! Charlton Live. Well, welcome back to Charlton Live uh, on your Sunday. I hope you guys are well. You've had a nice weekend. Uh, looking back at yesterday's one-all draw with Cambridge United uh, at the Valley. Just heard there from uh, Ben Garner. I mean, the, all things considered, he'll still be particularly pleased, I think, with how it's gone so far, Naif. Um, you know, a first real test at home, the, the, the sort of which I guess we were warned that we'd get a lot of you know, Swindon fans saying that they you know, didn't have the greatest home record last season and, and, and sometimes perhaps didn't create as much as they ought to have for the amount of possession they did. And we did create a little bit yesterday, but perhaps could have been more. Certainly wasn't anywhere near what we did on uh, on, on Tuesday. So, yeah, perhaps one of the first real home tests that we expected to see and, and will expect to see a lot of this season. Yeah, 100%. I think, obviously, the, f- the first game against Derby, we weren't really at it. And, and obviously, he said that wasn't wasn't good enough and they've, they've worked on that. Sheffield Wednesday, again, kept the ball brilliantly, but just didn't have that cutting edge. And, and obviously yesterday, we just didn't really know how to find a, a plan B. Is that the right way? A plan B or a way around their sort of defence. So, um, but it's good food for thought. You know, we're not polished. We're still work in progress. So I think there's loads of positives to take. And I think what Ben Garner says, everything he said so far, I agree with 100%. Nothing to worry about. We've got things to work on. And, and as you say, there will be numerous times that happens this season. Um, and there'll be games where we'll find ways and come out victorious. And there might be a couple of times we'll, you know, we could even be one down and just can't break someone down. But it's down to us, you know, as a team and individuals to, you know, make decisions on the pitch to try and get around that you know so if if what we're trying to do doesn't work first time around so well how can we drag people out of position how can we get in in and around them maybe sometimes we will have to go a little bit like we did we did first half as Terry was saying they were so deep in terms of they weren't pressing our back four we could have just been passing f- f- for weeks left left back to right back and whatever but sometimes you might have to go a bit longer and try and gain more territory in their half so it's going to be interesting because you will have um, teams, you know, who've not got a, a, a better squad than us, basically, and they're going to come fight for their lives, and rightly so. And we've got to be clever enough to try and break them down. Mm, yeah, certainly right. Let's have a look at some of the messages uh, that have come in uh, since yesterday uh, as well. Uh, Charlton Exile says, five games, two wins, two draws, one loss, eight points from a possible 15. I think that's a fair representation of where we're at. Not quite top six. Uh, but probably top half. If we don't buy a goal scorer uh, to suit Ben Garner's system, uh, that is where we'll end up. I mean, I'll ask you, Terry. We, obviously, this is your first show of the season. Like, uh, the, the the biggest enigma so far for me this year has been like, are we any good? <laughs> like, I have absolutely no idea where to place us this season. After after Tuesday, when I was full of the joys of spring, I was thinking, right, maybe 
maybe there's enough there to have a go if we get a bit lucky with injuries. But you know that that that's been extinguished already with the, the injuries we're starting to get. So where where are we? And like Charlton Exile there saying that we're not we're not quite there as a squad to make to make a go of it. Where do you think we are, Tell? Um, it's it's classic football supporter um, stuff, isn't it? I mean, uh, people say where are the goals coming from? Um, well, we scored five on Tuesday, so, <laughs> so it's not that bad, is it? Um, we know Stockley can score goals because he did. Whether or not, uh, and people then will say, well, it's he doesn't necessarily suit the system. Well, he, as I said before, he could have had hat trick Tuesday. Uh, scored, made he made two of the goals, didn't he? Um, and and then the penalty as well. So, um, and I thought we. Um, if you go back the game before, I thought we were we didn't look quite as controlled when um, Stockley was taken off because uh, he wasn't well. I think I'm, try, uh, I'm trying to remember the game it was actually. Um, but so I I don't disagree. I think I'd personally like another striker, sort of like a whippet striker, if you like, um, like Connor Washington was, I guess, uh, because um, I think not just because I think uh, sometimes um, we could do with uh, two up top potentially. But also sometimes because Stockley could get injured and and could be out. And Miles Lieben, as good as he's been, um, is, is it unfair? I think it is to to rely on a what he's eighteen still, eighteen year old to uh, to lead the line for for a lengthy period of time. So um, yes, I think we need one, but not not. I don't necessarily buy into we need one in to replace Stockley. I think we need one as a as a support for him. If it's a um, somebody who can play wide as well, like um, Lico was, for example. Then I think so much the better. But you know, if it was that easy, I think everybody'd be buying one, wouldn't they? So it depends whether there's one available. Yeah, right. Platy says that whilst early, uh, Dave, the top forms, uh, the top four teams are looking strong and probably uh, the four most expected to be up there. We need to get three points against uh, your Cambridges at home, or we will lose ground. What is clear is this league uh, will seem some strange results, so our position isn't necessarily uh, bad. KD says a squad depth started to show now after a few injuries. Need at least a couple more in before the window closes. Four points out of six isn't bad. I thought we stepped off the gas second half until injury time with six minutes left to go. Jake Forster-Kasky uh, would have been a good option off the bench. Yeah, I mean, I, I did ask... Uh, Ben, about no Jake and no Gilby. I've seen reports suggesting Gilby might be off quite soon now. We we knew it's more likely he's going to leave. I mean, Jake's probably going to go. If we're being honest, he's not getting not getting a look in at the moment, Naif. But I mean, could, could you see a place for him in this side? Obviously, Ben Garner doesn't seem to. Um, what out of Jake and um, Gilby? Well, specifically for Jake, I think Gil, oh, I think okay. Gilby that ship has sailed now. <laughs> yeah, I fe- unless we're getting back on loan. <laughs> yeah, probably do what Chuck's did, and we'll probably buy him back. <laughs> Um, I think Jake, do you know what? I think Jake would fit in this system. I really do. I, um, technically, I think, I, I really like Jake. I've always said I think he's a bit of a Rolls Royce of a player at this level. Um, and he's just had really two two horrible injuries, really, that sort of stunted him. But I, I think he he could fit in the system well. But for whatever reason, if he does go, then obviously Ben is also a lot more qualified than I am and probably does, it doesn't fit into his system. And But I, I do, yeah, I think Jake can do a job there. Um, I don't think towards the levels of what Scott Fraser is doing in terms of arriving late or Albie sort of marauding, being a bit of more of a Roma, Roman playmaker, I suppose so to be. But I, could think, I think Jake could sit in the front of the back four and tidy things up. He's aggressive and he's good on the ball. But, you know, it's football and if he's not in the plans, and yeah, you... you Jake would probably want to be playing, you know, but the problem Jake's got is he's come off an injury. So if someone's going to buy him, are they going to want to pay a big fee for him? 
Um, and if someone wants him on loan, would we rather him go out on a feet so we not so he's off the books as it were? So I think it's a bit of a difficult one with um, mm. Jake. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to be uh, involved at the moment. Right, um, Lewis says the point was the most we deserved. Uh, not the best game of football performance-wise. We didn't do great. We looked very lacklustre uh, with no urgency or desire like we had on Tuesday night. The lack of depth is becoming apparent now. We need more bodies uh, in the door. Robert says, a little bit of a dodgy day at the office, but even in this early stage of the season, these things happen. Uh, don't forget where we were in the league this time last season. Keep smiling, addicts. Uh, we can do this great show as usual, guys. That's from Robert. Cheers, Robert. Uh, John says that they obviously had done their homework. They stopped us playing from the back four. Uh, my thoughts are we are not providing any midfield movement uh, and other sides uh, can catch on to our game plan. We need an alternative game plan uh, when sides stop us uh, playing. Yeah, so uh, John calling us for, for us to mix it up a little bit. Right, Phil says, hi, guys. Frustrating draw uh, yesterday. First half, we dominated but failed to keep the momentum going. In the second half, Albion Kirk uh, almost disappearing completely. Garner ball uh, when it clicks is great to watch however I don't think Sangard is backing his man sufficiently yes we need a left-sided centre-back uh, but we can all see that if Stockley gets injured long term we will struggle to score goals even Cambridge with a small budget uh, can bring Ironside on we had to bring on uh, young uh, Lee but yeah I, I, that is sort of my general feeling early doors it's like it, it would be a real shame tell to waste waste Ben Garner you know if he is you know from what we, early signs if he is this, this coach that we want him to be. It would be a real shame if we waste it and don't back him sort sort of to the hilt, really, and, and give him everything he needs to, to try and make a real go of it. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. And I think um, uh, I think I don't disagree with any of the points. Actually, we, you know, we said before. Yes, we need a striker. I think we need a striker to complement or uh, to back up Stockley. And um, yes, we need a left-sided centre half, um, not least because um, we look a little bit unbalanced um, as a result. And do we need any more midfielders? I, yeah, and I, I slightly disagree a little bit with, with Nathan in terms of uh, Jake. I think Jake um, would have put, would have suited yesterday down at the ground because we need somebody with just that little bit more creativity. Now maybe uh, Ben Garner thinks Aaron Henry can do that because um, certainly um, he's showed that in the under twenty ones and prior to that the under eighteens and uh, and up to a point showed it even when he's played in the first team. So. Um, Yes, he, he should back him. Budget, of course, is an issue and maybe it, it takes, it's going to take, or has to take because of salary caps that exist, etc. I'm, I'm not clever enough to know exactly what those are. But um, maybe we do need to lose somebody like Jake and and, and Gilby to uh, to free up the space to get the players that Garner needs. And uh, maybe that salary restriction that, that definitely is in place in League One, no question. Mm. That uh, maybe because that's in place, we can't do anything unless somebody goes out. Yeah, so that one, the, maybe the, the, the club's hands might be tied. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, there, there is a restriction in place that you, have, you, have, you can only spend a certain amount of your uh, revenue or turnover or whatever it is. Um, and uh, well, I guess the, the, the fact that the, the ground seems to be absolutely empty doesn't help. So there needs to be a better ticketing. Uh, initiative in 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 place to get more people in the ground as well. You know the, the prices of tickets are obviously playing a part in that. Right, let's have a look at this message uh, from Alan. He says, "Back to reality uh, after that game against uh, Plymouth. We didn't do enough to deserve the three points. Don't know what it was, but if uh, Cambridge uh, making us play first half towards the covered end uh, played a part, it wasn't great first half. Second half." 
Uh, I was expecting us to kick on and move the ball quicker and up the tempo, but it never happened. For once Kirk and that lone player, Raksaki, went off, uh, then Blackett-Taylor had to go off. Then we lost all threat going forward. Options from the bench uh, were limited. Maybe understand Gilby not fitting in this new system, but fully fit Jake Forster-Kasky. I can't believe he doesn't fit Ben Garner's style of play. He keeps things moving so well. Ben said he's looking for another centre-back, uh, which I agree with. Innes didn't have a bad game yesterday, but he looked so awkward bringing the ball out from the back. I uh, just get flashbacks of Wimbledon away uh, last season when he carries the ball forward. I've seen enough from Clayton now uh, to say we don't need another left-backers cover. Morgan was uh, my man of the match and getting better uh, as the games go by. But if we do want to make a real push for the top six, a striker has to be priority. Too much pressure uh, on Miles uh, and Chucks is always injured. Great show, uh, as always. That's from Alan. Cheers uh, for your message there, Alan. And then finally, Oliver uh, says, I love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Oliver. Uh, think we're missing one or two players if we want to get in the playoffs. Uh, massive uh, fan of Chucks, uh, but I think it's time for us to try and move him on. I think we should aim for an old, experienced striker, someone happy to be back up to Jaden uh, and a left-footed centre-back. That's from Ollie. Cheers, Ollie. Yeah, some good ideas there. Right, let's hear some more fans' views, shall we? I delved into the fans' bar. Uh, after the game uh, last night and spoke to a couple of uh, supporters for their views on yesterday's one-all draw with Cambridge. Uh, I think uh, first half we come out well. Um, we looked, you know, quite... Like, like, like the last few games, we like, looked quite organised and was passing the ball around well. And then second half, just come out and just let Cambridge get on the ball and dictate things. Um, and yeah, we just kind of stood off in a way, and I think we needed a sub so a little bit earlier on in the game to you know, try and make an influence. And I just think the game kind of just ran out in the end. To be fair. Well, I mean, to be fair, obviously a little bit of the uh, event after the Lord Mayor's show. Like obviously Tuesday was fantastic. Today was a little bit lacklustre, but you know what can you say? I mean, we're obviously still sixth in the league. You know, early days. You know, it all, all could still end in a, a good sort of push. I just want to know uh, what our squad will look like before the end of the transfer window, to I be honest. I think we needed them subs on a little bit earlier on to try and break their defence down. Um, I, think, think, I don't think Kirk really offered too much. He was kind of like, you know, just kind of whining and didn't really like, offer too much going in behind. So when Blackett Taylor come on, we thought that that might happen, but then he got injured early doors and again, that didn't really happen. So... Yeah, I just think attacking, attacking wise today, we didn't really, didn't really offer too much. I, I like the way he plays football. I, I am encouraged by it. Um, again, I just hope he just likes, he gets the uh, support and backing that he needs. You know, and like I say, I, my biggest worry and the same, the same worry that it's been for the last ten years has been: will we have a big enough squad to deal with the rigors of league? Five right. games in. I mean, there's still another week or so of the transfer window left to go. Where do you think we need to improve between now and then? Um, yeah, I see um, that Ben Garner's after a centre back, but I don't really think that's like really like our pressing pressing concern at the moment. I think we really need a striker, um, especially with Stockley being quite isolated up front. Especially if he gets an injury, then we haven't really got much to fall back on. I know Lee Burns looking good, but a lot of the time Garner's playing him out wide. So I just think we need that that kind of striker that can kind of get behind get behind defenders and get a ball through and, and, and kind of kind of run onto that and, and, and get one-on-one so yeah definitely being a striker is a pressure concern I mean don't be wrong part of me would obviously like a, an array of signings but to me we definitely need a striker what with uh, Chucks and EK's injury record and whatnot. Like I love Lee Byrne and I love Carno. Like I think they're great players for the future but we can't be relying on them and at the moment if Stockley gets injured, we're in big trouble. And uh, 
I definitely feel we need a left back slash left side mid uh, uh, centre back just to sort of like shore things up there. Like if, if he can bring them two signings in, like the owner and the manager, then I will go into the season with some confidence. There you go. Thanks to both the chaps I spoke to uh, yesterday, including Mads. I spoke to Mads who. Uh, uh, Amy brought my daughter Imogen along uh, not to the game but after the game to go into crossbars and see all our friends and now now Amy has met Mads uh, I think we should we can finally say that she's uh, lived, lived lived a proper Charlton supporting life now if you've met Mads then I think you know you're proper Charlton that's how it works isn't it Nath? Yeah <laughs> he's a bit of a character the boy isn't he Mads um, but yeah I love him brilliant absolutely brilliant and uh, obviously I saw the lovely photo <laughs> of him with, with, with baby Imogen um, she probably doesn't know what she's getting herself in for but um, <laughs> is it is it too soon to uh, too soon to send her to counselling what do we think <laughs> uh, I think thank goodness she doesn't know what effing and blinding is yet because you know if you're around Mads for more than no he was very well behaved actually yesterday but yeah he thanks was, to him uh, everyone who did come and say a nice little word to Imogen uh, yesterday, including, including the Pyro you got to meet her. I'm sure you're blown away by her beauty, which she clearly gets from from the father's side. 100% no, mate. 100% no. <laughs> when, when I I'm, saw her, I'm, I'm pleading in the fifth on that one. There's no chance. She obviously takes after Amy and Mrs. Mate because uh, she's she's a, a cute little baby, and uh, I've never really put you and cute together, you know, but. Um, but yeah, in no, a way, no, I'm it. relieved actually about that, mate. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. well, we, I was, <laughs> that was my overriding thought as well, to be fair. <laughs> right, let's uh, have a look at the emails as well. Right, Paul. Hi, Paul. Always good to hear from uh, from the Evans family. He says, uh, I hope all is well with you and the chaps. Uh, slightly disappointing game yesterday, but where Plymouth was so, uh, was so open, Cambridge uh, sat a lot deeper and it nullified any attacking threat uh, that we had. The best chance uh, of getting a winner was the introduction of Blackett Taylor against the tiring back uh, fullback. Uh, so we knew it was unlikely when he went off injured. All of these injuries now picking up. I'm worried that our squad depth, especially uh, when you look at the team that finished the game, uh, and it's essential that Sangar gets his checkbook out uh, before the window shuts and not leave it to the kids. My biggest gripe of the day, however, uh, was hearing that Papa John's ticket prices over the loudspeaker at the end. Myself and my 14-year-old son went to all of the home games last season, uh, and the combined ticket price was £11. It's now going to be £25 as a combined ticket price for him and his son. Uh, we got our lowest ever crowd when the prices were cheap, so what on earth uh, is he thinking? Keep up the good work, and thanks for playing our fans bar after the Plymouth game. My dad now thinks he's some kind of celebrity. Uh, best regards, Paul. Yeah, it was, a great, it was one of my favourite fan bars we had, actually, after the Plymouth game. The two of you were very much in good spirits. I mean, Terry, we, ticket prices in general have been a problem, but 15 quid for the Papa John's, I mean... It, that that I, I don't. I mean, I understand supply and demand to an extent. I think enough to suggest that when the demand is that low, and the supply is so plentiful, you don't put the price up even further. Because I mean, we're we're going to be looking at a four hundred crowd for that game now. I'm sure of it. Yeah, that's good. That's a head scratcher. There's no question about it. And I think, um, yeah, it could be just be me and you, Louis. <laughs> uh, it's going to be one of those where um, we're commentating on a game. And uh, if anybody scores a goal, then the players, it's one of those where the players will look up and go, where did that noise come from? Do you know what I mean? It'll be, it'll be <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Uh, because it's tough enough, as you said, with uh, with ticket prices being uh, being very good when they're a little too high for the Papa John's especially, which is a much maligned competition. Um, the, the fans just don't want it and don't <laughs> like it. So you, you only really get some, you know, the real hardcore uh, turning up. 
uh, or those who just desperately want to get out of the house. You know, I was um, going to say, in my, in my case, the real losers who don't have much on. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's, yeah I didn't want to go there. But yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, yeah, I think we'll be able to count them. Yeah. Right, uh, email from Dean. Uh, I thought the first half uh, we were good. I made a point of watching Stockley more uh, as everyone's been slagging him off. But he held the ball up well, brought the midfield into play uh, when dropping deep for the ball. Also, also, just away from Dean's email, though, I did notice that Mark Bonner did, did mention that as well when I watched his post-match. Uh, about Stockley dropping deep. So it is something that is noticed and is something I picked up at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, it said um, he isn't quick enough to drop Link up and get back into the box, but the first half he made at least half a dozen really good uh, runs, uh, but the ball went out wide. Uh, instead, people just see the numbers and not the other side of the game, uh, quick to forget the 20 goals he got in a really poor team uh, last season. Yeah, they let us play it about uh, and then park the bus. Innes was a bit shaky. Morgan uh, went missing and Raksaki uh, was quiet. O'Connell won pretty much every header. Fraser was class uh, I wouldn't have took him off uh, I would have taken off at Morgan uh, for pain uh, but at least it's good football to watch and I'm optimistic for the season centre-back needed uh, as we all know they're looking for another winger and some competition for Stockley as well uh, don't let Jake Forster Cassie go if we've only played five games and have five injured already great pod as always that's from Dean cheers for that Dean great uh, emails some some really good uh, points in that one as well uh, we, sh- we should mention uh, yesterday uh, it's such a shame it was on a Saturday rather than the Sunday, but the, the women's team started their championship season uh, down at newly promoted Southampton yesterday and uh, started off with a 2-0 win. I managed to watch bits and pieces of it on my phone before the game. Uh, the goal from uh, two new signings as well, the skipper Emily Simpkins uh, from the penalty spot uh, and then a finish uh, right at the start of the second half from Melissa Johnson uh, collecting a throw. And I'll be honest, the defender left uh, left a lot to be desired there, but she brushed past, him, uh, brushed past her way too easily. Uh, but the finish was really good into the bottom corner. And that's a, that's a big win in front of a big crowd as well. So th- th- this is a season, Terry. I'd really like to see the women's team actually make a proper go of it now. Um, you know, we had that enjoyable last game of the season at the Valley last year. They've got one coming up at the Valley, I think, next month. Um, but, you know, this, this new raft of signings, Karen Hill's second full year in, in, in charge, this, this should be the season they should probably make a push for it now. Yeah, excuse me, I spoke to Karen uh, on Friday, funny enough, and um, almost said exactly that, you know, it, it, it is the pressure on because, you know, I think everybody expected first season as a professional club, um, there's, there's, it's a learning curve that first season, but uh, 12 new signings, I think it is in total, um, and six players ex- of the existing uh, previous team extended the contracts. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, there's uh, there's an expectation now, um, and Southampton would have, would have been a tough place to go. They they've invested heavily in in their um, women's setup and playing at St Mary's as well in front of a good crowd. They um, they they've got Marianne Spacey Kale, who was uh, an England legend, uh, ninety odd appearances. So they've they've you know they've put stuff in place. They want to get to that Super League. Um, as quickly as possible. So uh, that's a good result against them. And maybe catching them early was a good thing because as the season goes on, they might get stronger. So, mm. yes, I think you're right. I think the expectation levels are there. And I think Karen knows that and she's quite happy about that. I think she said, um, you know, we're here and we're getting, uh, and obviously we're professional now. Uh, the players that are here should expect that because, um, you know, you, you get expectations when uh, when you're playing for a big a big club. Uh, and uh, we want to get uh, we want to get to the Super League. Lovely stuff. Right, Stuart's just uh, sent a tweet in. Uh, pleased with uh, yesterday's performance. It's all building blocks, though. We appeared slower uh, in the passing and getting forward. In the last 10 minutes, we pressed for a winner. But why did we wait so long? Uh, we have a strong team and we should attack uh, more at home. Right, uh, Tuesday night, Walsall in the League Cup. Um, Nathan, I know you've been looking forward to this one ever since the, the draw was announced. It's um, it's a big one. 
arguably the, the biggest tie you could get in, in that um, area of Birmingham. Um, changes, I guess, will be, it, it make, make the injuries make it a little bit more difficult now in terms of changes for for Ben Garner. But are there any, ones, any players you'd like to see specifically involved on, on Tuesday, Nath? Well, I mean, I'm hoping there's wholesale changes, but I don't think we can make 11 changes, can we? Because I don't know if we've got all the players to do it. But I think you, you know, I think Aaron Henry will be one of those in there. Um, obviously, Lavelle will probably get a game. Um, I'm trying to think, trying to rattle through the squads. Really, I'd still like to keep a couple of of the people who play. I think I think Kirky could play. I think just to try and keep him going. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be difficult, really. Now you've got, because I would have said people like DJ could, you know, DJ could come in, Charles Claydon can play, and then Cesc could come back in on the weekend, but he's injured now. So I think he's got a bit of a juggling that, really. And they might have to bring a couple of, maybe like Chin was on the bench yesterday, so he might play. I just think it's going to be a bit of a mishmash, really, and see and, and see how we get on. But it's, it's, a, it's, it's an opportunity for people to get minutes in the legs, get, you know, get sharpness back. Um... I know that they've had they've had an okay start. Also, I think they're just outside the playoffs. I think so. It's not going to be easy, but if we're going to, you know, if we want Man City away, which would be interesting, then I don't know if that's the next round. If we win it, if we win that, I don't know if the big boys then come in then. But um, be banter though, wouldn't it? If we had to go to Anfield, <laughs> and or go go against Pep, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm prefer you know personally, I wouldn't be too disheartened if we go out of the competition because I just rather yeah. focus on the league. Yeah, so you know we're going through and then we're getting like Wick and Wanderers at home or something like that. <laughs> so there we go. Right, we've run out of time on uh, this week's uh, Charlton Live. Thanks to those of you who've tuned in. In fact, we've gone ever so slightly over time. Um, thank you, Terry and Nath, for, for Terry. Good to have you on your first show of the season. Nathan, always a pleasure uh, to have you dragged out of an Irish bar. <laughs> Cheers, Nath. Cheers, Nathan. <laughs> I might have a Guinness now. Yeah, oh, I, might, I might nip around the corner shop and get one. Right, thanks to everyone who messaged us uh, on the show this uh, this week. Thanks to everyone who listened. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday to look back at that Walsall game and ahead to uh, our next round of the uh, League Cup opponents, Wickham, uh, next Saturday in the league. We look forward to speaking to you then. See you later. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.